Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. You could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Now on the team. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun hey. of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hello again and welcome to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. we got a great one for you. And as always, it's brought to you by Callaway Golf and their new Maverick Drivers and Fairway Woods Hybrids. New distances out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick line of drivers today at CallawayGolf.com. And we are stacked. Coming up here in just a couple of minutes, we're going to welcome in Ian Carter, golf correspondent for the BBC. We'll check in on things across the pond. Also, Troy Merritt, two-time winner on the PGA Tour. And a guy that happened to take down Mike Conley in a game of horse who just uh, deleted or defeated everybody else in the NBA in a game of horse. So we'll let him have a little run on that. Jeff Rude follows up a little basketball golf talk as he was covering Michael Jordan and the Bulls back in the day at the Chicago Sun-Times and has some interesting stories for us. We'll welcome in our good friend Jeff Rude. Still in the back nine, hour number two, a detailed conversation on putting and Ryder Cup with former Ryder Cup captain, former PGA champion, a Hall of Famer, Dave Stockton stops by, as well as our conversation with America's favorite caddy. This is going to be fun. Hope everybody's doing well out there, but we got some good stuff to talk about this week, Bob. We do have good stuff and we've got good news, uh, especially here in the state of Utah. Things are going to start easing up a little bit and, uh, you know, golf and restaurants and everything are are going to loosen up a little bit and we're going to get back to a little bit of some normalcy which is very welcome and I'm glad you mentioned good news cuz just a little shout out to John Krasinski and his good news network uh it just some good news network is so good what he's doing out there if you haven't checked it out it's one of my favorite things that has come from this pandemic on social media really really awesome what they're able to do out there well listen we're going to take a short break we're going to pay some bills thanks for tuning in when we come back we'll check in with Ian Carter across the pond golf correspondent for the BBC joining us next. We'll get his take on things in the world of golf on Real Golf Radio. 
In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. Well, what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Find your River Quiver at riversmith.com. To be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting, Callaway can't stop pushing the limits. That's why they've used artificial intelligence to create the new Maverick irons. AI has uniquely engineered a flash face cup in every Maverick iron to maximize distance throughout your entire set, while each club's center of gravity is precisely positioned to optimize launch. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. How did we create our most advanced tour ball ever? We invested and built one of the most advanced golf ball facilities in the world. Inside and out, we've re-engineered every aspect of ChromeSoft to create our fastest, highest quality, and most consistent tour ball ever. A new era of innovation has built a ball for total performance. The new ChromeSoft. This ball changes everything. From the brand that sells over 2 million backpacks per year, OGO's new Fuse Stand Bag will have you feeling as fresh on the 17th hole as you did on the 2nd. Integrating industry-leading strap technology, OGO's Fuse Stand Bag is the perfect companion for the walking golfer. With wide and dense padding and the self-leveling fit disc technology, the Fuse delivers unparalleled walkability. This season, make sure your stand bag is as light as Fuse. Learn more about the best bags in golf at OGO.com slash golf. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. So pleased to be joined right now by our good friend from uh, across the pond. He's a golf correspondent for... Uh, the BBC, and we've often had the opportunity to sit next to him in in places like Augusta, Georgia, and Pebble Beach, and other fine golf destinations hosting major championships. And the best we can do, at least for now, is to chat via uh, phone call and and uh, technology. And so we're welcome to pleased to welcome Ian Carter to the show. Hey, Ian, how are you? I'm um, good, thanks, Brian. Good to good to hear from you and Bob. Um, it's, it's it's such a shame that we're we're not sharing each other's company. It's uh, 
at tournaments somewhere around the world at the moment, but uh, that's just the way of the world, isn't it? Unfortunately, it is, uh, sad, sad as it may be. And I guess first question is, how are you and your family? How's the situation where you are right now? Yeah, we're all good. Um, we're, we're, we live sort of fairly close to London, and um, you know we've got a, a, a fairly stringent lockdown going on in the UK at the moment, so there's, there's no golf, there's no sport going on. Uh, we can go out for you know an hour's exercise a, a day or to to go to the shops, but otherwise we have to stay in our homes. Um, fortunately, I I have a a garden, a backyard, as you guys might call it. So uh, it's nothing grand, but it's it's big enough to practice my chipping. So um, <laughs> but I'm not, but I'm not getting any better. But there we are. But, <laughs> you um, you, you it, need to cut it down so you can make it a putting green. <laughs> I, I'm very proud of my lawn, but it's it's not quite that good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ian. Uh, I, I guess. Well, first of all, that's good news to hear that you're well. Uh, what are you? What are your thoughts on what you're hearing? Obviously, Augusta National uh, postponed the Masters, and now it's looking to be played in November. I assume if it does, in fact, go off in November, we'll see you there. Uh, well, I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, I think an awful lot is going to depend on what the global travel situation is, um, whether or not, um, you know, employers like the BBC and, and other broadcasters and media organizations are happy for their employees to, to travel under sort of health and safety conditions. You know, all of that is, is going to come into play. Uh, and we wait to see, you know, whether these events are going to have spectators, whether it's going to be possible for them to take place. Clearly, there is a, a massive imperative to get going again with with all kinds of sport and golf is right at the forefront and i do get the impression that there is a feeling that a sport such as golf maybe tennis as well individual sports perhaps have more chance of, of getting underway in the current climate uh, than than team sports and, and 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 those kind of pursuits you know ian the pga tour on our side of the pond is looking for a restart mid-June, which is, you know, six weeks away, that kind of thing. What have you heard or what have what has um, transpired with the European tour and what their thinking is and, and how their, their schedule will apply going forward? Well, Bob, they're, they're, the, the problem is that they uh, don't have the benefit of having kind of a, a universal territory to, to work with and the European tour at the mercy of, of governments and health departments of, of countries all over Europe and the world um, because of course the European tour isn't just based in, in the continent of, of Europe so it is very very difficult for them uh, there, are, there are a lot of issues at play for the European tour um, as, the, as the calendar stands at the moment there is nothing showing until the last week of July and the British Masters, which was supposed to be a, a, a relatively small event up against the Olympics, of course. Now, the Olympics aren't, aren't happening. I think looking at the, the situation here in the UK, it would be very optimistic to think that that tournament can get underway. Um, I know that Keith Pelly has written to players and members of the tour to say that maybe September is a more realistic start date for the European Tour. But then the other factors that, that come into play, obviously you've got the PGA Championship in uh, August, slated for August now, the US Open in September, and that is hard against 
two things. One, the PGA Championship, uh, our PGA Championship at Wentworth, which is always a, a big event now. Can, can that go on the week before a major? And, of course, you've got the Ryder Cup potentially the week after uh, the U.S. Open. So suddenly September becomes very crowded. And the other issue for the European Tour is that the race to Dubai, their you know, equivalent of the FedEx Cup playoffs, comes usually to a big climax in November. Huge events, big money tournaments on the Rolex series culminating in Dubai and slap bang in the middle of all of that now, you have the Masters. So a tremendous number of headaches for, for the management of the European Tour right now. Ian Carter, golf correspondent with the BBC, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. You brought up the Ryder Cup, and by the way, that is everything is is uh, fluid right now, right? I mean, this is very much a fluid mm. situation. We don't know uh, as far as uh, when these events and how the European Tour events and PGA Tour events, yada, yada. I... I I, I completely – that's a good perspective. Thanks for sharing. As far as the Ryder Cup goes, let's just assume that it may go off as as it currently is scheduled. The big discussion right now is, is a Ryder Cup a Ryder Cup if there aren't any fans? What do you think? I think if Europe play against America and the trophy gets presented at the end of it, it's the Ryder Cup. Um, in the same way as the, the Charles Schwab uh, events at Colonial, Colonial will be that, even though fans aren't there. Of course, you want the fans there. I, I can still, you know, feel the vibrations through my body of being on that eighth green at, at, at uh, Hazeltine when Patrick Reed holds his long-range putt to half Rory McIlroy after he held a monster putt, and the noise and the atmosphere was. One of the greatest I've, I've ever experienced at any sporting event I've ever been at. But, you know, we're in different times right now. And if, if, if it can be played without crowds, well, maybe it has to be. Because certainly the financial optics are very, very uh, important. Certainly for the European Tour, I would imagine also for the PGA of America, for the television broadcasters as well. They wouldn't want to stage it without fans unless they absolutely had to. And if they have to, then I think the players have to embrace it. And the thing is that, you know, whoever holds the winning putt of a Ryder Cup without crowds there, that putt will still be cheered. It'll be cheered in living rooms all around the world. It's just that those cheers won't be heard by the players. And I'd like to hear the players say, listen, we'll do what it takes for the good of the game for the good of the tours, for the good of the Ryder Cup, um, you know, regardless of whether crowds are going to be there. And I think it's slightly disappointing that we haven't heard that from the players. Instead, we've heard, well, it wouldn't be a real Ryder Cup right. without right. the crowd. And, you know, I just think, well, hang on a minute. You know, there, there are a lot of things at play here, and those players get an awful lot and always have done out of the Ryder Cup, the to and fro with the crowds and so on and so forth. Um, but if that's not there, it's not there. And it's just the same for the soccer players or the NFL players or whoever it might be if they have to play without crowds as well. You know, we're in extraordinary times and things are not going to be as good as, as you would want them to be. And we've got to get on with it and accept that, I think. You know, the interesting thing now about that is if we do go on and play the Ryder Cup in September right after the U.S. Open, how are the teams picked? How, how are... Yeah. Um, how how is uh, Captain Harrington and Captain Stricker going to be to fill out their teams with the guys that are going to be playing? Well, again, they've got it. They've got to come up with 
whatever they, they see as being the best way of doing it. And we know whatever they decide is not going to be as good as having the qualifying processes that were, were laid out initially. We, you know, we, but we have to accept that we, you know, in the same way as we know that we can't get on a train nowadays or on a bus or whatever it, it might be, you know, these are different times. And, you know, if that means that the, the, the captains have 12 picks each, well, let's go with that because I do think that, you know, there is, is a responsibility on professional sport to provide the entertainment for the fans. Um, without the fans watching on television, then actually it's, it's never going to be a professional sport, is it? And these guys have made fantastic livings out of it. You know, I, I, just the more I think about it, the more um, that, the, the, the more, you know, that I, I consider it, the more I think that if the organizers and the tours feel it have to, have to be played, the players have to come on board with it, I, you know, and you have, to, you have to take the compromises and the, the, the issues that go with it and, and accept them. And look at it as a way to provide the relief or the distraction or whatever, however you want to describe it to the fans who would have paid to be there and will continue to pay to be there after this is passed. So I, I think that's yeah, an interesting and, perspective. And, and, yeah. And, and the guy, and the guys who are paying their, their subscriptions for their, for their cable feeds and um, you know, to, to, to actually watch, to watch it, you know, that, that, that's millions of people all around the world who are, who are going to enjoy it. And it's not going to be the same spectacle. We know that it'll be a different spectacle if, if it happens. But my concern is that it is, is, is not just that obviously um, you've got the, the financial factor, but think about the knock-on effect. If, if the Ryder Cup doesn't happen this year, then it, it rolls over into 2021. What happens to the President's Cup? We know the Olympics is already going into 2021 as well. Um, cluttered calendars are very, very difficult for, for golf to resolve. Personally, I'd love to see the Ryder Cup go back to, to odd years. I love the fact that in in the past it was in those odd years and it wasn't you know potentially overshadowed by soccer world cups or the olympic games it could actually be the very biggest sporting event of of that given year but things have changed since then obviously and you know the the president's cup is important to the pga tour are they going to say oh yeah no that's fine we'll we'll delay for a, for another for another year i mean it it is quite conceivable that everybody turned around and said yes it is better to to delay a year and i'd be very i'd be perfectly happy with that but what i'm aware of is that that could then mean it's a five-year cycle rather than a four-year cycle mm. before the european tour gets to stage a home match and we know that that is their biggest earner now will the european tour finances be able to stretch that extra year without the cash injection that comes with with a home rider cup and I suspect that that is a very, very big question right now, especially with you know what's going on with all these tournaments being off and so on and so forth. So all I'm saying is that the players should be turning around and saying, listen, we will do what is best for our tours and, and, and working from that point of view rather than saying, well, actually, it's, it's not really going to be a Ryder Cup, so let's not have it if the fans aren't there. Very good take, Ian. Thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Great perspective, and it's always good to hear your voice. Well, it's always great to come on with you guys. I've, you know, I feel like I've got something off my chest there. <laughs> <laughs> and well done, too. Well done. So uh, stay stay healthy and uh, hopeful, qu- hopeful for a quick relief. 
Yeah, absolutely. You two guys, let's hope we see each other on a golf course soon. Uh, ideally, uh, indeed. Ian Carter, golf correspondent for the BBC, joining us on Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Golfers, our tee times, fairways, and greens are on the horizon. Until then, your friends at Uinta Golf encourage you to stay safe, practice social distancing, and wash your hands. Our plan is to reopen based off state and federal guidelines. During the interruption, our online store remains open at WorldwideGolfShops.com. Thank you for your patience and understanding, and most of all, for being a part of our amazing golf community. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we look forward to serving you soon. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Hi, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. It's brought to you in part by Odyssey Golf. Check out odysseygolf.com when it comes to WGC's major championships. More players choose Odyssey than any other putter in golf. Check it out at odysseygolf.com. Well, we've been talking a little bit about... uh, 
appreciate Ian joining us and mentioning the Ryder Cup and his stance. One of the things that's been nice, a little bit of a distraction, is the dance. We'll be able to see some some of that documentary series about Michael Jordan and the 97-98 Bulls. And, uh, and, and then, of course, the NBA had their horse game that they put in, yeah. and Mike Conley won that. Of course, currently playing for the Utah Jazz, longtime Memphis Grizzly. And, uh, you know, the PGA Tour and Troy Merrick got a chance to say, hey, wait a minute. If you're the horse champion for the NBA, we got a guy that beat you in a game of horse. and, and The of champion's course, champion. Yeah, that, that, and so Troy got a little bit of run out of that, so I thought it might be fun to bring him on. He joins us right now. Hey, Troy, how are you, man? Hey, guys, I appreciate you having me on. I am uh, currently hand-free in the car, so I apologize if my reception isn't the best at times, but uh, good to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you. So you, you must have enjoyed that a little bit, seeing that uh, you got to run some smack at Conley after winning the uh, horse, the NBA horse game. <laughs> I, uh, I don't really have the, uh, the ego to go ahead and just post that out there. Yeah, the tour actually brought that to me and said, hey, do you want to, uh, to run this? And I said, I, yeah, sure, I guess we can have some fun with it. But, uh, yeah, it, it brought back some fun memories being able to hang out with Mike all day, playing golf, and then shoot some hoops uh, with him and, and give him a little bit of a lesson. <laughs> I love that. You're not so bad. I gave you a lesson. I schooled you a little bit. Uh, yeah, you taught me how not to do it that's why you weren't allowed to shoot <laughs> that's awesome that's funny so i mean you, you kind of rolled him on that i've seen I've, that video has been around what was that maybe two or three years ago but you I, did you miss a shot i'm not sure you missed a shot that uh, that video i believe was 2000 and either 14 or 15 oh wow i think i think it was 15 uh he did get two letters on me. You know, that's kind of like the highlight of uh, of the game we had. I missed a couple shots, but I don't know if you could put them on two hands how many I missed that day. <laughs> right in his front yard on his own outdoor hoop. That's even better. Yeah, you know, I think you're sitting up about eight, eight and a half feet. He had never shot on it before. He keeps it that low for the neighbor kids. So, you know, there's a lot of people on social media that said, oh, well, it doesn't count. It's only on like an eight-foot hoop. Well, that's part of course, part of the trick shot. It's just something out of the ordinary. Absolutely. That's different yeah. than a 10-foot hoop. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so so what brought you guys together? How did that all happen? Uh, it was uh, uh, track TV was kind of getting involved in the tour at the time, and they had brought an idea to my agent, Peter Webb, about maybe uh, playing uh, a golf round with Mike Conley, who lived right there on the golf course. And then doing like another segment of uh, me playing, you know, basketball. You got the basketball player doing the golf thing, and then you got the golf, uh, the golfer doing the basketball thing. I don't know how they had heard, you know, that I could uh, shoot the basketball a little bit, but that word got out, and yeah, Mike thought it was a, a fun idea. I just, I don't think that he was expecting the uh, the results uh, from both uh, from both contests. <laughs> well, he thought he was going to beat you on the course too. Uh, I think he was about a two handicap. Uh, I think he plays a lot of golf, and uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, when we play it, when courses are set up like uh, in PJ Tour conditions, those one-two handicaps quickly become ten to fifteen, and that's for everywhere we play. It wasn't just that day, but uh, no, he when he hits it, he hits it really well. But uh, yeah, just you know, PJ Tour conditions, you know, the, your average amateur golfer isn't used to those setups, so I give him a pass on that. Um, on the basketball court, off the 
that a little bit more to his advantage. But he's just, you know, he was a little rusty, and I got him on a good day. <laughs> I saw Gary Woodland on Faraday not too long ago, and they talked about their their all NBA, their all PGA Tour basketball teams. And I, I didn't see you getting any love on there. They went with all the big guys like Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson, a lot of those guys, you know. But uh, have you had, have you ever uh, have you ever got together with any of the guys on tour? Do you guys ever get together and shoot hoops? Uh, I have not been invited. I think you have to be uh, a little better off and better uh, position on the PGA Tour to get those kind of invites. I just kind of I do the bottom feed thing, as, as we all know very well. Um, but, no, I haven't shot around with, really with anybody on the tour. Not saying that I would never, you know, want to do it. I had a good talk with uh, Tony, actually, after uh, uh, Gary's comments. We kind of got talking a little bit, and, I don't know if I put the bug in his ear or not, but I saw Tony was on Colt Notes and uh, Drew Stoltz's uh, radio show, and he gave me a little love there, and, and Zach Johnson had given me a little love, I think, the week before. So I made a couple teams. I didn't make Gary's team, but, you know, I don't really feel like running up and down the floor right now anyway. <laughs> so what are you doing right now? What are you doing to, to stay sharp? Uh, I'm playing it a few times a week. You know, we still have our course open up here in, uh, in Boise, uh, we have all the social distancing measures in place, uh, which has been actually really quite nice. So leaving the pin in, uh, preferred lies in the bunkers so you don't have breaks. You don't have to touch anybody. There's no shaking hands. Uh, you know, you just yell at each other, which is fine. We do that anyway. Uh, you get your own cart or you can walk. Um, so it's been quite nice. So I play, you know, two, three times a week with my friends. Um, it's just been fun. The boys, my boys want to get out and play. So we'll go play the par three a few times a week when they're done for school and when they don't want to go fishing. So uh, we've just been kind of spending time with family and a little bit of golf sprinkled in here and there. Hey, Troy, do you have a, a – what would you put your money on in this Phil Mickelson-Tiger Woods with Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady match that's been announced? Uh, I'd put my money on that there will be a lot of people watching it. <laughs> Can you buy some stock in that? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think I could afford stock in that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's gonna be good. I mean, both. I mean, obviously, both quarterbacks. They can play a bit of golf. I've seen them both at the ATC Pebble Beach Pro. I mean, and they hit a decent ball. So uh, I think they're pretty well matched. Obviously, Tiger Phil is is a pretty good match as well. Um, I think we just see a lot of smack talk. Uh, hopefully uh, shaking of hands at the end, if that's allowed by that time. And uh, just uh, just good TV, hopefully. Yeah, wow. Well, so of, of all the guys that you've had a chance to play, we talk about Conley, you talk about seeing the, the quarterbacks play. Who, who have, Who's impressed you the most, celebrity-wise, that you've been around either in pro-ams or just seen that, uh, that can really play the game? Uh, uh, Colt Ford is a, is a pretty good player, uh, country musician. Uh, he, he, he can hit the ball nicely. He's a scratch golfer. Uh, I think one of the most consistent scratch players that I played with was Alfonso Ribeiro, uh, Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, he was probably the most impressive from a consistent standpoint where he actually strung together, you know, a good 14, 15, 16 holes, whereas you know, maybe some of the others might have had a few tough holes. Uh, the one guy to hit it, if he connects on it correctly, was Larry Fitzgerald, I got to play with him at Pebble this year, and just a massive guy, very strong, hit iron almost off every tee, hit one driver for the week. He was on 13 at Pebble into 
That's awesome. Well, cool stuff, man. I appreciate you taking some time to join us. Enjoy your day out there, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. Nice job on the horse champ, by the way, beating the horse champ. (laughs) Yeah, guys, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, there you go. Troy Merritt joining us right here on Real Golf Radio, just a two-time winner on the PGA Tour and a great athlete and just happened to take out Mike Conley once in a little game of horse, so had to drop that in there. Stay tuned. We'll continue next. Jeff Rude joins us on Real Golf Radio. Love what you've been seeing from Quater by Travis Matthew? Then you'll love the new additions to their golf footwear line, the Ringer and the Wild Card. Whether you're looking to just show up and swing or if you're looking for something that'll make you look like you know what you're doing, even if your game says otherwise, Quater's new premium performance golf shoes have something for everyone. First-time customers will receive 15% off their purchase when they visit Quater.com. That's 15% off your first Quater purchase when you visit www.Quater.com. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Okay, let's face it. If you're not lined up correctly, the odds of you making anything are next to nothing. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway golf balls, they're now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. It's shocking how much easier it is to line up your putts. Wow. Triple track technology utilizes a principle called, you ready for this, vernier hyperacuity. What? To improve your alignment and your putting accuracy. That's that same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. Hey, now that's reliable and accurate. And once you're lined up, you can focus on making a great stroke. Just like Bob always does, which is even easier since every triple track putter has a multi-material consistency enhancing stroke lab shaft that's been winning major championships and dominating at tour events around the world. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Callaway knows you can't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. It takes unconventional thinking to create something transformative, and that's what Callaway did with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver possible. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick drivers at CallawayGolf.com. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. 
All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate you being with us. Hope you're all staying safe and well and starting to mingle about out there. I certainly hope we're getting back to some normal. Really excited to welcome in our next guest. He joined us just before the holidays and really had a tremendous interview with him and loved having him share some of his memories through his long, esteemed career as a golf journalist and kind enough to join us right now is our good friend Jeff Rude. Hey, Jeff, how are you, man? Good, guys. Good to be with you again. Yeah, man. We appreciate you you joining us. I guess before we kind of have some fun with golf and basketball, let's start with the, I guess, the burning topic of the week in golf, which would be, do you think we're going to actually see golf at Colonial uh, as the PGA Tour has, has uh, at least Jay Monahan has thrown out that they hope to see? Well, there's a, there's a better chance of seeing golf at Colonial in June than, you know, than, uh, in May, you know, they held out that May date for a long time before they bumped it back a month. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, they would, they would do it there without fans. Uh, you know, nobody knows where this, uh, you know, virus crisis is going. I mean, cause you know, there haven't been a lot of what 1.5% of the U S population has been tested. So we don't really know you know, how much of a, of a forest fire it is. So, um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me either way. Uh, we may, I, you know, I would surprise me if we played a PGA championship in San Francisco, the week of August the 3rd. Uh, but mm. you know, uh, considering the governor there has talked about not having, you know, big public events, uh, you know, the remainder of the year. So, uh, you know, this is, as, as everybody knows, this is a fluid situation and it's not, it's not an easy solution with, you know, the health versus the economy, uh, part. And, uh, uh, and, and every, every region of the country is a little different. I mean, you know, New York, New York, New Jersey is a little different than Wyoming. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's wait and see as everybody knows. Yeah. Or here in Utah, as far as, as far as that's concerned, but, um, kind of crazy to think that there's going to be events played without any spectators or any fans watching the golf tournament. Yeah. Or, you know, or, or basketball, Bob, uh, you know, Mark Cuban has been on, uh, uh, shows and, and said he wants, he wants the NBA to start with, without basketball. I mean, I can see golf starting before the NBA. I mean, you know, I mean, in, in Florida, I play golf, you know, three times a week. We play very, very, safe golf. I've got my own cart. I drive it to the first tee. I stay within 10 feet of everybody. Uh, there's no touching the pin, no touching the hole. There's no rakes. We don't go in the clubhouse. Uh, you know, it's like walking down the street really. So, uh, nobody's on the same cart. A lot of people walking. So, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, but you know, a regular, uh, it, it, uh, golf makes more sense opening that uh, because it's outdoors in the NBA with a bunch of uh, very tall people sweating all over and bumping and sweating on each other. Yeah, right. And don't you think golf, because of the things you just mentioned, golf is a perfect venue, uh, maybe that's the word, or vehicle, to be able to actually kind of open this thing back up. I, I think about some of the old, you know, golf movies that I've watched and, and whatnot. And, and even though they're, you know, fictitious, you think about the Bagger Vance or something like that and how during this Great Depression they had this event that sort of helped the, the, the local town. Well, whatever, right? But, but in, in a sense, golf can do that now for us. Okay, we can't – we don't have fans on the golf course, 
But at least we'll have a live event, the first live event to watch that we've had in several weeks, right? And so I think there's, there is something to that. And with the nature of it being outdoors, I think people from their couch could enjoy watching golf that might not otherwise, you know, maybe tune in a golf tournament. No, I agree with that. You know, I think it, it, it and I think Jay Monahan has said this, right? It's going to come down to testing, making sure that everybody that gets into that arena is tested uh, so they know what they're dealing with. But uh, you're right. First sport back, uh, golf makes sense. You know, one of the things that uh, that now is being talked about is the as far as the Ryder Cup, and that's, you know, scheduled in September, the week after the U.S. Open. Um you know, could could the Ryder Cup be played without fans? And a lot's being bannered about about that. You know, guys, I, listen, I don't have a problem with uh, just your average tour events being played early on with no fans, you know, as we're easing back into it. But uh, a Ryder Cup with uh, uh, no fans doesn't make any sense to me, okay? It's along I mean, the same lines uh, as the NBA, right, that you're talking about? Yeah, if you want to have a regular season event with the, uh, you know, the NBA, and you want to once you see what happens with golf, and you want to you want to use your way in that way with no fans. Remember, remember how LeBron recoiled at the beginning before he changes tuning. I, I'm not playing in front sure. of the arena. So a, a, a Ryder Cup without fans is, you know, pick your analogy: peanut butter without jelly, <laughs> you know, beer without barley and hops. We can keep going. I mean, you know, we can make a long list. It's just, I mean, a Ryder Cup is all about. You know the jingoism and the you know and the uh, uh, the the, the uh, r- r- uh, roaring for your uh, the team you're rooting for. Yeah. So uh, uh, I don't even know that I'd watch a Ryder Cup without fans. To be honest with you, and the players uh, are saying they don't want to play without fans either. Yeah, Kepka's not a big fan of that, and uh, yeah, among others. Um, uh, but again, we're we're wait and see. So that. You know, uh, we're so. What is that? May, June, July, August. That's we're five months off. Uh, who knows where we're going to be in five months? Um, uh, who knows how the dominoes are going to fall? Uh, you know, does it? Uh, you know, it's very interesting, guys. Since we're talking about this subject, that you know, the, whether it was for insurance purposes or not, you know the. Uh, you know, the, the, the British Open, the Open Championship was uh, was pushed back to next year. It was canceled. So uh, they're taking a little more precaution over there than we are. Uh, again, whether there's ulterior motive, who knows. Um, but you know what? They, they, they really had to do that. You've got their Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, and you've got Prince Charles with coronavirus. Uh, you know, it's hard to come out with a trumpet, with a mega, uh, with a... Uh, bullhorn and, and say, Hey, listen, we're going to have the open championship in whatever month. So, yeah, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens uh, as far as the Ryder cup. I, I would hope that five months from now, uh, we can be at live sporting events in some capacity, but I think you're right. Uh, a Ryder cup without fans. I'm, I'm on your side. That's the peanut butter to the jelly. All right, let's talk a little bit. Let's have some fun with the basketball side of things. Uh, we just talked to Troy Merritt a little bit and he's a pretty good baller. I've known him for a long time. He's, he's got a good shot. He, yeah. he beat Conley and horse and then Conley wins the NBA horse little game that they had that, that we're all struggling for different ways of being creative to watch sports and create sports these days in isolation. But um, I also watching the, the last day, 
dance on ESPN, the story of the 97-98 Bulls. And I know you're a longtime Chicagoan. Is that right? Is that how you say it? Chicagoan? Is that Chicagoite? That is right. Yeah. Chicagoan, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Um, and, you know, what, what's your recollection of that, that year and any golf-related type um, stories that you could share with us about the, the Jordan team? And I know Kerr's a big golfer, too. A lot of those guys play golf. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I think it's, I, th- I think it's, it's, it's crazy that, um, a team that had just won, uh, that just won, uh, three NBA championships in a row and six out of eight is broken up and decimated. Mm. I mean, that is, uh, that, that that's mayor of crazy town, put the crack pipe down stuff. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, and, and as the, as the uh, first two parts show, Jerry Cross, the general manager, was talking about breaking it up after, you know, they had won four, even before, you know. Or, uh, so it was premature. I think, uh, you know, I think that falls on Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, uh, who was very loyal to Kraus. So, he, you know, he chose Jerry Kraus over Phil uh, out, of, out, of, out of loyalty. But, you know, if he chooses Phil over Kraus, then Michael – Pippen and Rodman probably stay. At least they give another uh, couple shots until they lose, you know, keep going. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Krause wanted to rebuild. He, you know, he's into the organization stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, it, it, it even looks more misguided now, uh, I think, than it, than it did as it was happening. Well, there's no, uh, but yeah, it looks crazy. You kick Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, and Scottie Pippen and Rodman out of town. Uh, really? Come again. <laughs> <laughs> crazy stuff. But Jordan, Jordan loves to play golf. Uh, he's got a place here in Utah um, and uh, plays golf here in Utah. You, you've got to have some stories or have had an opportunity to play with him there in the Chicago area. Yeah, I never played with him. I watched him. I covered him uh, when he he played in a uh, an event at Luke Donald one years ago. We're probably close to you know twenty years ago, uh, uh, maybe late nineties at, at Beverly. Uh, I played with him that day. Uh, you know, at that point, I think Michael was a three. Uh, loves to gamble uh, on golf. Uh, we got the world's foremost uh, gamblers at my club here, Orange Street Golf Club. Dewey Tomko has played uh, many money games with. Uh, uh, with Michael and, and, uh, you know, uh, Steve Kerr and other people, have, you know, it's no secret that, you know, Michael liked to gamble on anything, you know, and, uh, they play cards, uh, as, as Steve Kerr said yesterday, he goes, uh, we'd, we'd be in the bus or in the room and I, I wouldn't get in, I wouldn't get into the varsity card game with Michael. That was out of my league. I get the junior varsity <laughs> card game. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Michael used to be a member of the club where I grew up caddying, got an Evans scholarship out of Glen Flora country club. Uh, at, at some point, Glenn Flora was a big gambler's club. Michael played money games there. You know, uh, a friend of mine there who with some knowledge said Michael would go into his safe in his Bentley and pull out some cash and hand it over if he lost. Uh, I remember one time uh, he played through us after the 99 Ryder Cup. Uh, Bob Bupka, Brian Hewitt, and I uh, went over and played uh, on Long Island afterwards. We played uh, Shinnecock, Maidstone, and National and, uh, uh, you know, at national, uh, after, uh, early on, you got to ring the bell because you're up over the hill to let people know behind you that you're off the green. And we rang the bell. It turns out we rang it for Michael and he was there with Julia serving Clyde Drexler. And, wow. uh, I, for, I forget, I forget who else we let him play through it. The, 
halfway house and I said to him, so this is 99 right after Brooklyn. I said to him, I said, Hey Michael, where'd you play this morning? Cause he, he doesn't play one round. Okay. He plays, he's plays 36 and uh, he goes, uh, we played national this morning. I go, Michael, you're at national right now. He goes, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We played Atlantic this morning. And I, I turned to, <laughs> I turned to Hugh and I go, he plays so much golf. He didn't even know where he is. That's awesome. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, the stories are pretty legendary. I, I mean, I hear, you know, the guy's got obviously so competitive and he's so skilled above all others in his own sport that sometimes, maybe, maybe sometimes he was a little bit of an easy target on the golf course where he wasn't quite the, his airness, if you will, uh, be, uh, between the fairways and greens, huh? Well, not everybody can have, hey, listen, this guy played uh, pro baseball. I mean, he's, he's pretty, uh, uh, whatever he put his mind to, um, and we're going to see this more and more with the documentary, how he pushed those guys, how he drove those guys. I mean, uh, you know, he worked out so hard. He had, uh, what was his fitness guy's name? Tim Grover, Tim Glover, uh, one of them. And, and he, he worked out uh, hard. I heard his agent, David Falk, tell a story on uh, ESPN radio the other day about some some Bulls rookie would try to get to practice an hour before and he showed up and Michael was there, you know, already. And then he showed up like 90 minutes before and Michael was there in practice early, you know, that early. And so then the rookie showed up like two hours before and he beat Michael there. And then the, the next day, uh, Michael got there before the kid and put out like uh, juice and donuts for the kids to say, Hey, <laughs> you're not going to get here before me. So the, the, the work, the work ethic of Jordan was unbelievable. And the thing that, uh, I think he had the same thing that, uh, Tiger Woods had in, in a, in a different way. The, the, the thing that people forget about MJ is, uh, is he played hard all the time on both sides of the court. You could just see he was always playing hard. He didn't take plays off. And, uh, and, you know, it's like watching Tiger play golf, even, even though he wasn't running and jumping, it always looked like he was playing hard. You know how Hank Haney used to say that when Tiger gets off the golf course, he doesn't have any regret because he, he tries his hardest in each shot. Um, and I think that's one thing that those guys had in common besides, a, you know, a, a single-mindedness. That's awesome. Hey, Jeff, thanks so much for sharing that. We're out of time, unfortunately, but that's some great stories. And you know what? doesn't matter how good your golf game is. You probably don't have the Bentley with the safe to pull out the cash, so the pressure's on you, buddy. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's... I'm not going to tell you where my safe is. You know what I will tell you? I don't have a safe. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and me both. With you. you and me both. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, always good to catch up with you, buddy. Thanks for your time and stories. Appreciate it. All right. Love you guys. Yeah, you too. Jeff Rude joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. Show continues next. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. 
We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian and bob all right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. It's brought to you in part by the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting. That's Callaway Golf, and they're not stopping to push the limits. They've used artificial intelligence to create the new Maverick irons. New distances out there, and CallawayGolf.com has it for you in the new Maverick irons, the number one irons in golf. Really appreciate Jeff Rude for stopping by. Some fantastic stories from him. Bob, you have a safe in your Bentley, just in case you lose a bet? I don't have a safe in my Bentley, but I love that story. It's a good one, right? Troy Merritt <laughs> stopped by as well. And, uh, of course, Ian um, Carter with the BBC, kind enough to join us and give us a perspective from across the pond. Still to come, a detailed conversation. You're going to want to listen to this. If you want some good help, insider help from one of the best putters of all time, Dave Stockton joins us on the back nine, as well as America's favorite caddy. It's going to be fun. Thanks for taking us along. It's Brian and Bob with you. And you're listening to Real Golf Radio. Radio News with Tim Berg. 
President Trump signs the $480 billion stimulus package at the White House. The president also clarifying his comments from yesterday's briefing about injecting disinfectant. I was asking the question sarcastically to reporters like you just to see what would happen. Now, disinfectant for doing this maybe on the hands would work. And I was asking the question of the gentleman who was there yesterday, Bill, because when they say that something will last three or four hours or six hours, but if the sun is out or if they use disinfectant, it goes away in less than a minute. Did you hear about this yesterday? But I was asking a sarcastic and a very sarcastic question to the reporters in the room. Dueling protests taking place in Georgia as Governor Brian Kemp says some businesses can reopen, but they must follow strict health guidelines. You're listening to USA Radio News. Attention all radio listeners who still need food supplies. If you've thought about the implication of food-related supply chain disruptions and are concerned about the coming quarantines, this will be the most important message you will ever hear. Here's why. In the next few days, all Americans will face extremely hard choices. If we've learned anything from China and Italy, it's that quarantines and enforced lockdowns are just a few days away here in the U.S. Listen, while dehydrated food is becoming scarce, you can still get enough open pollinated heirloom seeds to grow a one-acre crisis garden. The truth is, growing nutrient-dense vegetables in the days ahead may actually be the single most important thing you do. Go to survivalseedbank.com and watch the new video to understand the nature of the threat. This could be life-saving. Lockdowns can last from six to eight weeks. Get free bonus seeds, special quarantine reports, too. Go to survivalseedbank.com. That's survivalseedbank.com. Tucked away in the latest coronavirus relief package bill was a provision that allows the House to approve a select committee, seven Democrats and five Republicans, to figure out where the money went to investigate how federal dollars are being spent, U.S. preparedness, and the Trump administration's deliberations regarding coronavirus. Republicans, including Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio, believe this committee was not needed. Eight different entities doing oversight, but the Democrats won a ninth. Why? This is just a continuation of the attack that the Democrats have had on the president for the past four years. A study published this week by the Journal of American Medical Association concludes that 94 percent of coronavirus patients in the New York City area, the hardest hit region in the United States, were suffering from another disease other than COVID-19. High blood pressure and obesity affecting the majority of patients. You're listening to USA Radio News. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. While most businesses have been hit hard by the coronavirus pandemic, one sector reports record sales. USA Radio Network's John Clemens has a story. It's Consumer Staples that reports a 22% increase since March 23rd as shoppers began stocking up on groceries, cleaning supplies, and, of course, paper products like bathroom tissue. Kimberly Clark of the Irving, Texas-based corporation reports net sales were $5 billion, led by a 13% jump in tissue paper sales. Kimberly Clark's first quarter operating profit went on a tear, 
of $904 million, compared with a year earlier of $655 million. I'm John Clemens. Thursday night marked the first time in six weeks sports fans have had a reason to turn on their televisions as the NFL conducted the first round of the 2020 NFL Draft. The nation's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, says the draft is a good distraction from what's going on in the world. A component of the sports world in the United States and even in some respects worldwide. I want to commend those involved in these decisions to show that we can have something as important as that in a way that safeguards the life, the safety, and the health of the American public. Rounds two and three of the draft continue on Friday evening. For more news, find us online at usaradio.com. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. Right now, you could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle. Make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Welcome in. It's the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. Online, you can find us at realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle is at realgolf, and social on Instagram and Facebook is at realgolfradio. Give us a follow, tune in, join the conversation. Let us know what you think. We had a tremendous hour number one of the show. Really pleased to have welcomed in Troy Merritt, two-time winner on the PGA Tour. Also, uh, Jeff Rude joined us to tell us some stories about oh, the Bulls back in the day, a good one about uh, golf and Michael Jordan. Also, Ian Carter from the BBC stopped by to give us a perspective from across the pond. Still to come here on the back nine, Dave Stockton. He's a Hall of Famer. He won the uh, PGA Championship, played in Ryder Cups, captained the war on the shore, the Ryder Cup in the Keel Island back in 1991, just won of the great guys and just has a tremendous amount of knowledge and information about putting. So you're going to want to tune in for that coming up here momentarily. And speaking of putting, when it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway golf balls, they're now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. Check it out at odysseygolf.com. And of course, we'll welcome America's favorite caddy. He stops by as well, but should be some some good conversations. Looking forward to hearing what Dave Stockton has to say because Bob, if there's one thing that I think all of us can always improve on, well, maybe not Caspers. Caspers are inherently great putters, yeah. but putting in particular seems to be one we can always get better at. 
Yeah, it's all it's all about feel. It's all about um, pace as to what the ball's going to do and how it's going to break and that kind of thing. So you gotta you gotta you gotta be able to visualize, and it'll help you make a lot of putts. Well, I am anxious to see, and I know you're going to give me a bad time for inserting myself, but I'm going to ask him questions, and I've told you this before. I feel like if if it's on my mind or something that I'm struggling with, then others in the world of golf, other amateurs like me, not immortals like you. I know you're an amateur now again, by the way. but I am an amateur. But you're, you're a different kind of amateur. You're a former tour pro amateur, which is different. So. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't count. Uh, but must, much of the time we struggle. Bob, by the way, uh, for those who have not had an opportunity to play golf with Bob, he pretty much makes everything he looks at. And if he doesn't, it's one of those things where it feels like a crime that it didn't go in the hole. For me, most of the time it's like, wow, how did that not go in? Oh, I don't know. You missed it by a foot and hit it about three feet by. Maybe that's why. <laughs> so, yeah, those kinds of things. Those kinds of things are what we mere amateurs, mortal amateurs deal amateurs. with. Amateurs. Yes, exactly. So, anyway, excited about that. Also, some big news. We got we got a little match that's going to return. We'll, t- we'll talk about that with the caddy coming up as well. Thanks for joining us. Just getting started on the back nine. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio. How did Callaway create their most advanced tour ball ever? They took Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball, and started from scratch, re-engineering every aspect of Chrome Soft from cover to core to make their best-performing tour ball even better. Callaway invested significantly in their U.S.-based golf ball facility in Chicopee, Massachusetts, in order to achieve the next level of innovation. There, they built the new Chrome Soft with a larger dual soft fast core, a new high-speed mantle system, and a thinner urethane cover to deliver an unmatched combination of speed, consistency, spin, and control for complete performance. And now the new 2020 Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X are both available with alignment enhancing triple track technology. So you'll have that performance lined up from tee to green. This ball changes everything. Get your new Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X golf balls today at CallawayGolf.com. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. Three distinct alignment lines are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's shocking how much easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate. And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke with the Stroke Lab shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You might remember our supercomputer, that number-crunching golf junkie that harnessed its AI brilliance to create flash fakes, a technology that unlocked performance never before seen in a driver. Well, after our supercomputer nailed the whole making a driver go farther thing, we gave it a new challenge, to design faces for the number one irons of golf. So our Maverick engineers meticulously programmed our supercomputer. It was churning and machine learning until... Boom! Maverick Irons! A breakthrough in iron construction with uniquely designed faces throughout every set. Highly optimized performance for every type of player. We're talking explosive distance, incredible ball speed, and pin-seeking control. As for the supercomputer... It's training for its next assignment. Maverick from Callaway, the number one irons in golf. 
In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. Well, what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Find your River Quiver at riversmith.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Uh, thanks for joining us here. Hour number two of the program. Really excited for our next guest who's joining us right now. And uh, this is a, a Hall of Famer that needs no introduction. Dave Stockton, kind enough to join us right now. Dave, how are you? Well, my, my schedule is really full with this quarantine or whatever you can call we've had in California here. I, after listening to you guys say that you've been out and able to hit balls, I mean, I haven't even hit a ball. I mean... Ronnie, Ronnie, you could you could try to give a lesson, and they'll they'll arrest you. They'll do you know it. We uh, it's just a strange time. And Riverside, our neighboring county, they just opened up had a picture of a couple of foursome actually playing a playing in the uh, in Riverside, which is like ten miles away. But in San Bernardino County, we can't touch anything. So it's 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 been really strange, guys. Uh, I. You know, I pruned everything within 400 yards of my house, transplanted flowers, <laughs> done all this. And mentioned to you that I've been working here at Redlands Country Club where we give a lot of our lessons. Uh, McKinsey course in 1896, actually the second oldest course in California. And uh, I've really enjoyed it. We got a new superintendent and general manager, and the superintendent, he's a magician with a mower. We completely changed the mowing patterns, and I can really see this McKinsey course coming out of a the golf course that I bet you in 30, 40 years hadn't been mowed the right way because we, you know, change, the holes just look completely different. And it's going to be, it's, it's going to be well received when hopefully we open on Saturday to, to limited play to just be walking and stuff and one of a cart. And I'll tell you, in California, I thought they had a pretty good plan. They had, it, I'd never heard of this before, but they left the cup. They did come all above the ground. Ball is the plastic counted as going in the hole and you, cause nobody would grab touch the pin. There'd be no pulling the ball out of the hole and right. one person to a card. I thought it was, I thought it was really great. And I, I liked the idea because I, I thought the people cutting and chipping would improve when they realized, okay, they could see it clearly. It's sticking up out of the ground. Uh, I, I thought, I thought it was a really good thing, but that flew for about five, six days until they shut it down a month and a half ago. Yeah, it's unfortunate that they did that, and I've been following along some of the the discussions and things around San Diego County and some of the other areas uh, in California. And you know, so I, I sorry to rub it in that we're still playing some golf, but I, I, let me ask you about that question. You just because I I wondered if the raised cup we've actually done here at our club, they've actually put the uh, the pool noodle you know in the bottom. And so the ball falls in about uh, an, maybe an inch. So the ball's still essentially sticking out, uh, but at least you know it fell in. And um, but but what is it about that? When you say to improve your chipping and putting, if you can see it, to me, my, I guess my first thought is is I would completely ignore speed and just ram it into the cup. But maybe there's something to that. Well, I, you, I, but I mentioned chipping as well. I mean, you still have to get it close enough to to you know what I'm looking at is you'll start to see a better path to the to the cup 
I mean, I know you're going to hit it, and you could try to take the break out of it, which is you well know both both um, Billy Casper as well as myself. We we always had great touch and feel, so you're not ramming anything. But I, I'm saying once you're outside of 15 foot, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have to you know all you want to do is touch that cup, but you sure as heck don't want to ram it way by, and, and you'll feel an idiot if you miss it from four or five feet. So the same premise is there. I, I just think it gives a better visual. And, of course, it boils down when you're working on people with their putting and trying to get them to improve. Their error is going to be, I'm going to say 90% is going to be in their routine because they truly, I don't care if they use the line on the ball, they truly didn't see the actual line that ball is going to have to take. They'll never play enough break, and they'll always miss it on the low side. And I just thought this was a, it would be a different look for all of a sudden, I would think their, their touch and feel would get better. Mm. You know, obviously they don't want to leave it short, but it, you know, it, it was a chance to improve the part of your game that most people realize they're going to physically try to put better. Instead, in my mind, they need to picture it and do a better metal job of it. And, and becoming a better putter will will happen because of that, not because of of your going through step one through six and mechanically trying to improve your putting stroke. You know, you said you mentioned uh, you and you and my my dad being more of a, a field type of player, my dad always felt that if he wanted to, if he was struggling with his putting, he went to chipping and he worked on his chipping to get the field, to get the roll, to, to be able to visualize as you talked about that kind of thing. And then um, the putting in turn um, flowed with it. Well, Bobby, I mean, that, that's completely correct. I mean, that, that's why when, when the pros that came, uh, whether it was McElroy or Mickelson, they most of them thought they were the world's shippers. But in reality, that's where most people, a lot of their problems lie. And what I, what I feel is that in chipping, the ball just stays on the ground and putting, but in chipping, it makes a difference how high you hit it. Because if you hit it higher than you mean to, it's going to stop too quick. And if you hit it too low, it's going to run too far. So it's a matter of getting yourself to do it the correct you know, the correct feel and your, and your dad was completely correct. I agree with him a hundred percent. So when you talk about Dave Stockton joining us here on real golf radio, when you talk about visualizing one, and let me just, I, I like to paint my own self in here. Bob accuses me of a, being all about me, but uh, I think if I'm struggling, then maybe some other people are, if I'm trying to read a break and I, and I can't tell if it's going to slightly break or if it's mostly straight, or if I'm confused, some of the things, sometimes I often forget that the hole is, you know, what is it? Four inches, you know, wide. And mm-hmm. so, if I'm playing it outside the hole, thinking it's going to break two inches, and it only breaks an inch, I've missed it. So, if you're thinking it's an inch or two break, you're in the hole the whole time. But what's a way to visualize that? How do you go through that in your mind um, when when you are unsure if if it's actually going to break or if it's a straight putt? Well, I'll, I'll put your mind at ease. There's no such thing as a straight putt. All right. I mean, I just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to see a break. I want to play the break. And I'm looking at a putt from six feet or 20 feet. I want to know if it's coming in at, as a clock. If I'm looking at it straight, it would be six o'clock. Okay. It's going to break a little left. It'd be five o'clock. Okay. It's going to break a lot. It's going to come in about three o'clock. This means it's probably 10, 12 inches outside the hole from 20 feet. I mean, I'm, I'm way out there. I've got to see that ball fall in. In reality, what you just mentioned, people don't realize if I miss it, if I think it breaks two inches and I miss it just on the high side, I miss that putt by a quarter of an inch. But the problem is the guy that thinks it breaks two inches and he misses it a quarter of an inch low, he just missed that putt by five inches. Right. 
yep. and people don't take that into consideration. That's what I'm saying. On Facebook clock, I'm looking, is it falling in at 8 o'clock? Is it, I mean, I'm seeing this ball fall in that hole. And that's my last look as I'm looking at, let's say it breaks right to left, and I'm coming in about 4 o'clock, pretty good break, probably 3 inches outside from 9 feet or 10 feet. And I'm seeing it come in, and I'm picturing that spot, to, and I'm coming back to my ball to start my stroke. My last thought is it's coming in there, let's say, at 4 o'clock. That's mm. where it's going to fall in. And I can I can look at that spot and not rotate my head back, kind of like Spieth did. I'm looking at the hole, going ahead and put it. It'll roll right yeah. over where I'm, my eyes are looking because backing up one step, I put my putter, you know, ahead of the ball. Most people put it behind it, but you put the putter down. My feet aren't set yet, and I'm looking at that four o'clock where it falls in. I set my feet. I'm automatically aiming to the right versus the person that comes up and takes, you know, three practice strokes. And he's using the line, or he or she is using the line of the ball to line up his putter head. And so where are they looking? They're looking down at the ground. They're looking at their feet. So now they set their feet, get their feet set. Now they take one quick look out to the hole probably, come back and let it go. And they probably miss it three inches low because they set it up like a railroad track. And they're not, they're not visualizing this curve. They're yeah. not visualizing what they have to do. You know, I mean, one great way to putt is put a tee in the ground and putt to it. And, and if it's breaking right to left, you always want to be on the right side of that tee because you always have a chance. You're one bounce away or whatever from that ball going in the hole. But if it starts out and it starts left, you're history because it ain't coming back. And the other side, and that's for right-handed players, the right-to-left putt is easier. The harder one for us is the one that breaks left to right. And the reason it is harder is that somebody that sets up mechanically and addresses the ball and gets ready to go, the question to ask them is where's their weight? Now, this is totally not having anything to do with their stroke. But on a left or right putt, the normal person doesn't put enough weight on their front foot anyway. They're going to they're automatically have their weight neutral or at best maybe a little back, and they'll stop and come out of it, which opens the club face. And the ball goes straight right on a putt breaking left or right, and you got no chance. Mm. So that's why on a putt that breaks to the right, when I set up and I'm looking, it's going to come in at eight o'clock. It's going to be a pretty good break, whether it's you know three feet or fifteen feet. I'm looking where that ball is going to fall in. I'm looking at. I set my feet accordingly. I will put on on a left or right putt. I'm going to be sixty forty my weight on my left foot. On any other putt, a straight putt or an easier putt from right to left. I'll be 55-45. But because the putt breaks to the right and because I don't want to come out of it, my weight is going to be more on the left. And it helps you get through. And it doesn't, I'm only talking an inch or two, but it helps yeah. you get through instead of leaning back, coming out of it, and that sucker's gone right and you got no chance. Fascinating stuff. Dave Stockton joining us right here. we got to take a short break. More with Mr. Stockton coming up next right here on Real Golf Radio. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, continuing our conversation with the Hall of Famer and one of the great putters and teachers in all of golf, Dave Stockton. And I've never heard the clock thing. I, I love that. I can see it in my mind now, and I'm, I'm, I can't wait to go practice it. I love that. When, when we're when we're giving a lesson, I'll put a tee. I'll put a tee at four o'clock because I always let first first lesson you have let them have a right to left putt because that'll be the easier putt, and you let them you let them go on ahead and. and and putt toward that tee. And just tell them your whole job is to hit that tee. Well, it's like they never thought about that in their entire life because they're looking like they're shooting a 22 or a bow and arrow at the thing, which is 6 o'clock, which is they'll miss it low every time. So interesting. And or if you're shooting free throw, or if you're shooting a basketball, which is what I grew up doing, you I always looked at the front of the rim. So uh, sure, kind of interesting. Sure, so you can go through. Yeah. The other thing is, is you're, if you're throwing a dart. You want to be looking at the bullseye. That's your target. Just like that hole is my target. And yet if you do it like you putt, you'll be looking at your right hand if you're right-handed. And you'll be watching your hand to make sure your hand does it right. And you ignore you ignore your target 
and you won't be very good at darts either. Yeah. Interesting. I love it. I love it. Dave Stockton okay. joining us here on Real Golf Radio. There you go. See, Bob, you, 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 I put myself in there. and We just got a lesson from one of the best putters ever to play this game. Yep. Good tips. Great stuff. I, I'm going to draw that mental clock around the hole and start looking at it that way. That makes a ton of sense. So you're not necessarily picking a spot arbitrarily somewhere between there and the hole. You're looking at where the where it's going in, which is your ultimate goal, is to have it go in well, in that spot. Well, but no, that gets back to the other thing. I mean, how far out from on a on a on an eight foot putt do you think I pick a spot to roll the ball over? You I don't should know, know this because we've talked about it before. But I I pick a spot one inch in front of the ball. I would have said a foot, I, so I, I failed. <laughs> no, because you, because then you're going to move to see if you rolled over the spot. Yeah. In my deal, my dad, when he taught me, wanted me to give him one inch of nothing happening to the blade of that putter or the putter head when it touched the ball. It's got to go completely through. It's just going through. It's not coming up. God forbid it's stopping because yeah, I don't want to hit it. I want to roll this thing. Yeah. So. When I, when I would look, when I would pick, let's say it's breaking left to right, and I'm, I pick 8 o'clock, so it's going to break. So I put the putter down, I look at the hole. Now, I put the putter ahead, which I don't teach anybody to do, but put the putter ahead, and I only do that because I want to keep the putter in motion like you would a cue stick. So it goes down, I look at the hole, I set my feet for the break that's going to come in at 8 o'clock, I bring the putter over it, I come back the last time, and I pick a spot in one inch in front of the ball, and I am really good from an inch. I've never missed one from an inch. And I come back from that 8 o'clock look at, the, at, at my target. I come back one inch in front of the ball, an imaginary spot. You can pound a tee in the ground. And you roll it over that tee, you won't believe how, how often you'll make it. And if, you have it, if you're less than four feet, you come back to that spot and you just roll it over it and listen to hear if the ball went in the hole. Because your miss left or right, obviously, is because you come up and stop. So as soon as you come up, it opens the face. Well, if you don't do that and you just roll, go through the ball and roll it one inch, over your new spot, bam, you got it. So that's why it's simple. I'm not, look, I'm not worried about the whole, oh, my God. And they'll say to you, why, how could you, you missed your line. I missed my line. I can't see my line. I'm going, I don't ever see my line anyway. I picture, I set my feet up looking where I'm now set to go into the hole, either right or left, whatever. But I come back to that one inch, and I roll at that one spot, and I do it under 12 feet religiously. And you just don't move. I mean, everybody misses their putts because they move, and they, they start because their weight's back too far. I mean, there's certain things. It's got, have I talked about the strokes? No, because I don't care if you take it outside, inside. I don't care what you do with it. But I want you to roll the ball. I don't want you to stop. I don't want you to hit the ball. You know, and people just get, they, <laughs> it's not as hard as they think if they'd relate it to other sports. But, you know, and putting should be the easiest thing golf course to do you're going to travel 10 inches or so not going very far it's just it's just we get ourselves worked up to and make this a whole heck of a lot harder than it really is i love that hey dave before we let you go the question of the week this week is is the Ryder cup the Ryder cup without any fans wow uh, no i don't think so i mean at Kiowa, i think one of the things in 1991 was the camaraderie that went across between I mean, they were in the, the tent, the big, the big corporate tent. With, they were singing songs back and forth. And we lose the song singing or the first tea celebration every time because these guys got ditties. and It's unbelievable what they do. But 
I, I just don't think so. But I'm, I'm, I was glad to see. I hear that they're opening up Wisconsin now so they can start playing. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't think it would be the same. And I don't. I, I, I feel bad for Steve Stricker. I'm looking forward to this was an interesting year. I, I, you know, we got our hat handed to us in France. Uh, and that leads to other questions, obviously, because we played a golf course that they've played. But I thought it was a new course that they'd played the, the French Open there for 30 years. Mm-hmm. and we keep coming back to these courses that Europeans know as good as we do. They know whistling straight just as good as we do. But uh, I feel bad for the Strickers because I, I think he was going to do an unbelievable job as captain. He's one, He's the only one I know of that's never won a major championship, but because of his relationship with the players and what he's meant to the game, he was picked to be the captain this year in his home state. And uh, I have my fingers crossed for him. I really do. I just... I, I don't see how they can pull this off, but uh, I hope they do for the sake of, of being a part of it. I know what it means to the players. And I know what it means to the fans. And if the fans aren't there, I don't think it's anywhere near the same. To, to that point, should Steve be able to just pick his team then if they don't have enough events to qualify, or do you just go off of a shortened qualification? Yeah, I, I think it's almost, he's almost out to pick the team. Mm. I, I don't, I don't see how you cannot. You, you could take the top four off the off the the present list to the best four because it's been so long since they played. Who knows play, yeah. who's playing good or bad? I mean, how do you how do you do that? You can't you can't count on any any record of where they stand. Uh, they very well may take the top four off the world ranking and then take the top four off the the ranking that they had. But they've got you know at least they have the advantage of unlike me. Ikea well, with only two picks, he's got at least four picks. So I mean, you can come out with a team, but the European captain's going to have the same same problem. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's been so long since any of them showed up. We don't know what you don't know what to expect. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, yep. hopefully this is all a little bit clearer here in a few weeks and uh, in a couple of months, and we'll be able to go forward with an event that we love. Certainly, hey yeah. Dave, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it, and uh, it's very nice of you, and good to visit with you. And hopefully, golf course is looking good and fun to play on Saturday when you, if you guys can get out there. Yeah, I hope, I hope so too, Brian and Bob. It's- uh, great to talk to you guys. Uh, my quarantine schedule has been really filled up, obviously. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're the first people I've heard that So this is going to be good. I, I talked to Molinari, and he, he's stuck in London, and he can hit balls into a net and put on the carpet, and that's it. You know, yeah. he's one of the top pros in the world. So, I mean, what do you – I mean, it's just it's, – it's mind-boggling. But I'm glad you guys are happy up there. And I'm, I'm, glad, the, I'm glad Utah has come through this thing as – as good as they have. Yeah. And uh, say hello to everybody up there and wish everybody the best. Yeah, thanks, Dave. You too. Thanks, You're Dave. the best. Appreciate it. Take care. Okay, guys. Take All right, care. There you go. Dave Stockton joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Short break and show continues next. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. 
When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at riversmith.com. At Callaway, we spent years obsessing over how to deliver golfers a better tour ball. New materials were discovered. Recipes were fine-tuned. Then, finally, all the blood, sweat, and late nights in the lab produced Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball. Soon, Callaway was the fastest-growing major golf ball brand in the game. You'd think after such a feat, we sat back and cracked a cold one. No way. Come on, man. That wasn't enough. Instead, our engineers set out to achieve the next big thing, a complete reinvention. That's right. We blew it all up and doubled down big time, investing in our Massachusetts ball plant with state-of-the-art machinery and expanding our team of progressive-thinking engineers, all in pursuit of a revolution in golf ball innovation. So, here we are, a new Chrome Soft with game-changing distance, incredible feel, and exceptional control. Our highest quality and most consistent tour ball imaginable. The new ChromeSoft 2020. This ball changes everything. You don't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. Yet that seems to be how the golf industry builds their drivers. Not Callaway. Because maverick thinking and an innovative approach to R&D have taken distance to a completely new level with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using advanced artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created our fastest, most forgiving driver possible. Simply put, Callaway is doing things no one else is doing. Maverick has completely changed the way distance is made. That's what separates the the kings of distance from everyone else. Whether it's Maverick, the low-spin Maverick Sub-Zero, or ultra-forgiving Maverick Max, artificial intelligence has optimized every Maverick driver. And of course, they all come with ball speed generating gel brake technology. New distances out there, it takes a Maverick to find it. Explore the Maverick line of drivers today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the new Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. It's got a larger dual soft fast core, a new high speed mantle system, and a thinner urethane cover. It all adds up to Callaway's fastest, highest quality, and most consistent tour ball ever. Built for total performance, this ball changes everything. You can get Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X golf balls today at CallawayGolf.com. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, the caddy joins us each and every week right here on Real Golf Radio. Caddy, how are you, my friend? I'm walking here. Are you? You're out on the road, getting a few steps in? Well, I'm currently on the sidewalk, but, uh, 
you know, like they told me one time when I went to Italy, they said, they said, the sidewalks are not safe from vehicular traffic. Just keep that in mind. Mm. Oh, shoot. Yes. That's good to know. Hey, Caddy. On the sidewalk. Hey, Caddy, we just had a really cool conversation with Dave Stockton. I mean, how good is that guy? He, he essentially gave us about a 20 minute putting lesson. And one of the things he talked about was picturing the hole to look like a clock. And if it's going to break right to left, then you need to look on that part of the clock and see if it's going to come in at 5 o'clock. Is it coming in at 4 o'clock, you know, depending on the, the how much it's going to break. It was outstanding. It was one of my favorite little segments we've done for a while. That's a great visual. That's a really cool visual because it starts painting the line that the ball's going to take. As it's getting to the hole for you. See that? Yes. See that? That's yeah. exactly what Stockton said, and it's blown Brian's mind. It has. It's like his head went. I know. I, know. I, 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 I told Dave about this many years ago. <laughs> Wait, were you breaking into Seve right there for, for, for something? No, that's my Johnny Miller. Oh, that's your most people don't Most people don't know this, but I actually came up with that in 1973. So. Anyway, you know what? You know that Johnny has to go. That is in in fact inaccurate because if Johnny had the putting skills of Dave Stockton, he might have been Tiger before Tiger. Uh, That's that's something to say right there. And uh, yeah, by the way, if 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 Mr. Miller happens to be listening, man, I miss him. TV. Anyway, (laughs) I agree with you a hundred percent. Back back to you, Bob. (laughs) oh man good times Uh, so yeah the visual of the clock that's what i'm going to be working on is uh picturing that that little spot where it's coming in i think it's going to help me i'm really excited about it and i love that he says i don't care if you're taking it inside out outside in i don't care how you're gripping it he's like if you can't see this what what does it really matter so debunk the train track theory i love the i love the visual stuff i mean there's there's so many cool things you can learn that you never thought about by speaking with people. I, at Sun City a few years ago, I was down there, and you have about 15 or so of the best players in the world, and then you have about 15 or so legends from the Champions Tour all together to play. And it's a unique atmosphere because there's really, when you get done playing, there's an area where everybody congregates, it's this great buffet. But everybody just kind of hangs out there, every player, every caddy, for like an hour or two, every day, just telling stories. It is so cool to hear all these stories from Bernhard Longer, Tom Watson, Lee Westwood, just throughout the whole gamut of golf. And what I used to do is I, if I could corner a great player, I'd ask him, I wanted, I wanted to know, did they think differently than everybody else? I, that's what I wanted to find out. Is there something I can find common to the very best players in the world in the way they think? And one of the questions I'd asked was, when you, when you were in your prime and you walked out on the range, did you look down the range and think, nobody can beat me? And specifically, a couple guys gave the same answer. Longer and Tom Watson both said the same thing. I think Watson said it this way. He said, well, I never really thought that, but I knew that if I played well, I had a really good chance of winning. So 
you know, supreme confidence. Well, you're going to guess that. But the thing I ended up noticing with these great players was they didn't ask for a lot of help. Hardly any of them had sports psychologists. Um, some of them disdain sports psychologists. Um, they just have a hundred percent belief that their way is the correct way to do it. It's like rock solid belief. There's no doubt in their mind that they're doing the absolute right thing. And I would say a lot of good players on tour don't have that hundred percent belief. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's more important than being right or wrong. Bobby Clampett had a good one one time. He said, I'd much rather be certain about hitting the wrong club than be uncertain about hitting the right club. I think that's kind of hard. Hey, hey, Caddy, you're talking about those guys and that they really didn't need any help. Somebody asked my dad uh, before he passed away, he said, he said, everybody's got sports psychologists and, and they've got, you know, agents and everything on their team. They've got a team of like five or six different people and stuff like that. Did you guys ever have a team? And my dad said, no, not really. It was just, it was just me and my wife. And he goes, he goes, well, how can you function with, without that team? Like all these guys are doing right now. And my dad said, I guess we were just good. Yeah. that I love that attitude. Um, but we do know that Ben Hogan asked your dad for help. Oh, we did. I'm putting. Yep. Right. So, I, I think it, it's kind of just a, a different way of looking at how the team's done. Your dad had a team. Your dad listened to great players, watched great players, learned a lot of stuff. Those were his coaches and team, whether specifically hired to do so or not. Right. That's right. what he did. Right. And, and that's, I just think, um, but I think it's that attitude of just being supremely competent, com- confident that what I'm doing is absolutely the correct thing to do. And, I agree. You know, not not so much on your team or this or that. If you just 100, I'll tell you a guy who I'd have to think he probably feels like that about his stuff is Bryson DeChambeau. He's certain that he's doing the right thing. And he's certain that, you know, it's, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be the best player in the world. He may, but he's probably a guy who I'd say may share that characteristic who yeah. isn't a number one player in the world. So mm, yep. there you go. So caddy, when you and of think, course, uh, yeah, good. Of course, of course, Brian, half the guys you play with at Alpine country club in the, in the matches who are low handicappers also have the same mindset that they absolutely know that they're in and uh, everybody I, they can, and they, and they can help you with it too. <laughs> if you need, am I right? I, I don't, well, I, I know what you're trying to say well, and you're making fun, but I'm not it's, singling out. I'm not singling out. But right. But, but at any club, there are those guys, but I find more that we all are trying to get better. We're all tinkering. We're all thinking that there's some magic bullet out there that we don't know about. So I would say that's probably one of the biggest problems with most of us amateurs is that we're always searching for that uh, magic cure or the next great thing or the, the, the silver bullet, if you will. So I, I think if we would just have a little bit more confidence with, with what we do have and just play our game, we'd probably be better off. And, but that's, that's getting some, some psychological stuff. Let, let me ask you specifically back to putting. Think about times on when you were out there on tour. What what are some times when either your player or those you were paired with or or players you watched just seemed to have putting figured out? And what was it about it? 
Is it just that it was, yeah. is it to go back to the confidence thing? Is it seeing the line? Were there times when your player would see the line? Uh, how much, you know, would, would you get involved with reading greens and how much do you think it is reading it properly versus stroking it and that type of thing? The first one that comes to mind personally is at uh, Hualalai and on the big Island and my player was having, I don't know if he was struggling that much with his putting, but he was struggling enough to start messing around with a few different putters, which he would do a lot. And I, I grabbed this one putter and, uh, I, I tried, he's like, here, he's always giving me a plus here, hit this, try this. What do you think? You know, like I'm some expert or something who can figure it out. But I, I grabbed a putter and I was like, Ooh, I love this putter. And I said, Ooh, Fred, I'm, I, you know, I want this putter. So, um, he tried it and he, he started putting pretty good. And anyway, he, um, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but I don't believe he missed a putt inside of 10 feet for 54 holes. Wow. It was the silliest. He won by 11. It was the silliest putting exhibition I've ever witnessed personally, period. Um, for 54 holes, it was crazy. Your putter and, too. Um, well, it was his putter. I wanted it. I still can't get it <laughs> out of his hands, but you know. And but but sometimes it's just something like that. Just something gets lucky and clicks. Um, yeah, I mean, it's if you could actually dial that up and figure out what it is, it's kind of like figuring out how do I get in the zone. Anybody ever figures that out, you better watch out. Yeah. Um, but you got to just. I think um, there's so many different approaches. When things aren't working, do you tinker with it or do you go fishing for a week? I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen both things happen successfully. Um, I know I know that the player I had the most experience with, who I've known for 40 years, more than that, um, his, his success almost always happened the same way. When he was struggling, sometimes he'd go work with the teacher. We're talking the best guys in the world. I can count on one hand the number of times that he came back with something that worked, like a swing key. Um, generally, he'd go off by himself on a golf course. He'd hit a bunch of balls. He loved to hit a lot of drivers. And when he'd come back and he'd just go, I got it. I figured it out. He'd just figure it out himself. That's how he worked. Mm. You know, there's other guys who need their teacher to help them do that. There's, I think the key is, you know, <laughs> sadly – you got to find your way. I don't know that there's one blueprint for any, any particular person. Um, but that's kind of what's one of the great challenges of golf is it's not a simple answer. A lot of the time, it's not a simple answer. Mm. It takes, uh, it's a simple answer after you hit 20,000 golf balls, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or, or, or maybe you start getting the simple, I became an overnight sensation after 25 years of hard work. Yeah which is exactly. usually the case in most things, in most things. So the, ph- the philosophy of golf. Hey, hey, caddy. I got the caddy dude. I got the caddy dude yep. going today. Do you guys know yeah. what the caddy dude is? I, I like that. Yeah. I got, I got a little caddy dude going. That's, that's the chip you get on your shoulder when you, you know, you're an established tour caddy when the chip on your shoulder happens. And one of the indications of the caddy dude is when your player gets something from somebody and you don't. Oh, caddy dude. Caddy dude. How come he got <laughs> something free and I didn't? I'm the star of this show, right? 
he couldn't have done this. Okay, anyway, you know yeah. where I'm going. <laughs> hey, so um, Roy McElroy came out this week, and he said, if we play the Ryder Cup without fans, it's not a Ryder Cup. What do you think? Ooh, I – that's – look, honestly, that's the first thought. You ever notice how someone says, to be honest with you, you're like, have you been dishonest with me this whole time? And now you're just going to be on. Oh, anyway, um, my first thought that flashed through my mind was, it's like, it's not the Ryder Cup without the fans. The fans make the Ryder Cup, don't they? Kind of. So I'm, I, I totally understand that. It would be bizarre, really bizarre to have that without the fans. Wow, that'd be tough. So you kind of agree with him. I, I, you know, right off the bat, I mean, would you, would you want to see it rather than not seeing it? Well, these are special times. It's not, you can't always get what you want. At least that's what Mick Jagger told me. And so I think, uh, would I rather see a Ryder Cup, a fanless Ryder Cup than no Ryder Cup? Oh yeah, I would. I mean, it wouldn't be, obviously it wouldn't be the same. Not going to be as good. Same thing with the Masters. You, you, what about no roars at the Masters? That'd be bizarre. But any Masters is better than no masters, masters, right? I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think you, I don't know why you'd say, oh, well, I'm not going to play if there's you know, no, no fans at the Masters. Let's not hold it. I'd rather see it, personally, but that's me. Yeah. All right, Caddy, one last thing we've got to throw at you before we're out of time. And uh, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, the match is going to happen again. They've got a, a couple of partners in Tom Brady and, and Peyton Manning. And Brady has been very vocal. He's throwing it down. He and Phil are talking some smack right now. What do you think? Who are you taking off the – your initial thought, who do you got in that one? Well, Bob, do we still have variable concussion golf balls? Because I just want to know if there's a deflation issue we have to pay attention to in this match. Uh, I, I, I'm, 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 taking, I'm taking Tiger and Manning. So I haven't seen either Manning nor Brady. That would be neither nor. Sorry. Apologies to my high school English teacher. Um, play. So who's 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 with who? Help help me out here. Who do you got? Tiger and Tiger and Manning. That's Tiger right? and Manning. Yeah. Tiger and Manning versus Phil Shadow Creek. Where are we playing? No, I think they're playing maybe at Medalist. They haven't they haven't announced it for sure yet. But oh, Medalist, Tiger and Manning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I wondered. It's going to be a home game, perhaps. Oh yeah. Well. Uh, I mean, if it's if Phil can hit a few foul balls and get away with it, then I might change my mind. I don't know the format. Yeah. All right. I well, don't think there's a lot of foul ball foul ball friendliness at, at uh, the medalist, but who knows? I haven't been there. I just heard about it. Heard it's awesome. Well, we'll talk more about that. We're out of time for this segment, but we'll look forward to talking about that as it gets closer. We don't have a date. We don't have an exact venue, but it's going to happen at some point. And uh, I have a hunch Tiger doesn't want to lose to Phil in two consecutive matches. So um, you're probably pretty good bet there, you and Bob. All right, uh, well, well, that'll do it for us, Caddy. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. A walk with the Caddy. It's almost like we were inside the ropes with him that entire time. We'll take a short break. We'll wrap things up next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This 
is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Golfers, our tee times, fairways, and greens are on the horizon. Until then, your friends at Uinta Golf encourage you to stay safe, practice social distancing, and wash your hands. Our plan is to reopen based off state and federal guidelines. During the interruption, our online store remains open at WorldwideGolfShops.com. Thank you for your patience and understanding, and most of all, for being a part of our amazing golf community. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we look forward to serving you soon. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks to Dave Stockton. Thanks for the caddy joining us this hour. Uh, Jeff Rude, Troy Merritt, Ian Carter from the BBC, all in hour number one. You can hit us up on our podcast sites anywhere that uh, podcasts are available. Just search Real Golf Radio or our Twitter handle at Real Golf. Bob, first thing, Ryder Cup. Should they play it even without fans? Um. In my opinion, if we're gonna if we're gonna have the Ryder Cup this year, fans need to be there. It's in September. They should be able to be there. If not, I say we push it to next year. Okay. How about the match? Tiger and Manning, Brady and Lefty. Who you got? Uh, I'm taking Tiger and Manning. I think uh, Tiger's not going to let Phil beat him again, <laughs> and I think those guys will 
those guys will win. I think it'll be very difficult for Phil to beat Tiger two times in a row. And I think right now Phil is playing a little more poorly than Tiger. I agree. Uh, so you got, you got that. All right. Thanks to Dave Glauser, who does a great job producing the show. Thanks to Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks to you for tuning in and joining us each and every week right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, tour's going to be back up. But in the meantime, we're still talking golf. And thanks to Callaway for their great sponsorship of the show each and every year. Stay tuned. Hour number three for those of you local here in Utah. For the rest of you, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.